This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. What's up, Bruin Nation? Johnny Gamut and Coach Tony Miller on the What's Brewing Podcast. And we have a coach joining us this week on this week's edition, Coach Levere of the women's basketball team. Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Hey, great to be here and glad we could do this. I wanted to jump into, you know, last year was a memorable year for a lot of our teams, but women's basketball had a very unique story. We came in the 2016-17 season, and I know I remember having conversations with you early on in the preseason, and, and we were having discussions like, you know, we, we could easily, not easily, but we're definitely in the top two or three teams in the country and uh, definitely are going to vie for a national championship. We get about two, three weeks into the season, and that starts to change a little bit. Then you get two or three months into the season, and you know it starts to change again. Um, and you know you're riding the up and downs of the season, and and eventually you know close out the season strong. And you guys surprised. I feel like surprised a lot of teams in the regional tournament, being the three seed going in, taking uh, you know taking the regional championship, and then getting our first chance to play at national. So. You know, riding the up and down roller coaster that it was last year. What do you think, or or how did you how did you guide the team through those ups and downs of the season? Yeah, good question. Looking back, um, there was uh, a lot of adversity, I guess you'd call it. Uh, even before the season started, we had three recruits. Uh, yeah, that thought they were coming. We thought they were coming, and. Uh, ended up uh, about three weeks before school started the first one called and said she wasn't coming and then a couple more weeks go by and another one calls another week goes by another one calls. so we had three recruits uh, that didn't show up Um, and then just to recap like you said we had uh, we had a senior that was going to graduate in December Bridget Gleed who'd been uh, a three-year player for us that just uh, was going to be graduating in December anyway, so we knew we were going to lose her in December. But we thought we'd have that few months to prepare uh, for that for that loss. Uh, but she decided last second, uh, right before the season actually started, before the game started, uh, to to uh, drop out then. And it was better for her and and probably better all around. But uh, that was unexpected. And then just several others as the as the year went along, due to injuries and. Um, other factors we lost three more players so four of our five starters that we started the year with we lost along with those three recruits so uh personnel wise it was just a very u- unique year i think we saw that on the court um where we had to depend on a couple of freshmen that we really weren't planning on um to start the year we we, we would have assumed that we had a year or two to prepare them and we end up needing them and throughout the season they matured in a great manner where they were able to to really contribute and we saw that probably the pinnacle of of uh that was the regional tournament where they really stepped up we had rachel clark and kylie left and uh, madison shoop really step up and and help and chesteva weatheroy uh, you know stepped into a role that we didn't anticipate uh and so um we had we just had uh, a lot of young players step up, and we're still really young this year. But looking back now, we have uh, that experience to draw on. How do you feel like that prepares you this year because of the experience, particularly those freshmen went through last year? 
I mean, like you said, they were, they were thrown in and it was sink or swim. Um, and particularly, you know, Kylie, Rachel really had to assume those roles. And now that they've kind of grown up very quickly on the basketball court, still obviously some inexperience, but they come into this year with a lot of experience under their belt in their first year. How do you think that helps them as they, as they welcome, you know, you had six, six new players joining the team this year too. Yeah. You know, that can be a a help and a hindrance because the experience they had last year, they may walk into this season and, and expect the same thing, expect the success that they had at the end of the season. And uh, even those, those freshmen that are returning and are now sophomores, um, they're still uh, just off their first year of college basketball, not real experienced. Uh, and so we've got to make sure that we're uh, more um, more focused on the process than the outcome. Um, they, they still have a lot of work to do. And I think they know that, um, but that that could be a danger. And uh, I do I do think that there's the the obvious positive coming back that they've had that experience of playing under pressure and in the in the playoffs uh, postseason. And so um, you know that's that's a really good thing to have. But there's always the storming, forming, norming aspect that goes on with every new team. And um, whether it's a returning you know 12 seniors, you're still going to have that. Uh, new season uh, aspect of things to to work around and and work with everybody's got to find their roles we do have six freshmen uh, Mm -hmm. so that's you know a unique mix to to throw into this so you know there's pros and cons I think that you know we're we're gonna depend on a lot of those young players Um, so we'll we'll see what happens I kind of want to touch on something that you mentioned just a couple minutes ago Uh, the reality is that the college basketball season is just extremely long. And like you said, injuries and eligibility and all kinds of things can impact your season. Um, one of the things that I know we've discussed is also kind of the scheduling aspect of things and preparing your team for the second half of the season and preparing your team specifically for the tournament. Can you talk just a little bit about your philosophy kind of when it comes to scheduling? I know even this year we were just talking, you've got games like Wofford and Furman and USC Upstate I mean those are not easy games so kind of what is your thinking behind scheduling those types of games yeah I'll give you my my overall scheduling philosophy and then we can talk specifics with this year but um, if we were to have a 20 game season um, I would want five of those games to be against teams that we're not going to win traditionally year in year out we're going to lose and we should lose and so um, we have five should-lose games. And then I want five of those games to be scheduled against teams that we should win on paper. Traditionally, we win. And then I want ten games that are going to be 50-50 games where if we play well uh, and do our job, there's a good chance we win, but there's an equal chance that we could lose. Uh, if the other team has a really strong year, they do their job better than we do, then we're going to lose. And so... We could go 15 and five and have a that'd be a really really good year for us, because a lot of times in the losses is where you see what you need to work on and you learn a lot from the losses. Uh, you you don't want to go out and schedule uh, 20 teams that you're just going to dominate and have a 20 and 0 record and then walk into postseason because you're really not going to know what your team is about, their strengths and weaknesses, that kind of thing. So um, you know that's that's the overall philosophy and scheduling uh, we want to challenge ourselves and, and have the majority of our schedule uh, against teams that are really 50 50 games that are going to challenge us that we got to uh, really perform in order to get a w and for 
for our specific case, uh, it just works out that a lot of teams that fall into the category that we should lose, um, you know, on paper when we play them, they want to schedule in the first part of the year. So uh, November, December uh, traditionally has been an extremely tough um, time of the year for us as far as the, the level of opponent that we're playing. And so we walk into the season kind of knowing that, but at the same time, it's a great challenge. I mean, we have a week beginning in November 28th where we play three Division One schools um, in that week uh, or in the next eight days or so. And so that's a really tough week, but it's going to prepare us greatly for the postseason, for the, the competition that we're going to see uh, later, in the, later in the year and um, really, really points out our weaknesses. And then we can work on those and get better as a team. So oftentimes our record probably in the first part of the year um, is not indicative of where we're at within our region or within the national standings. Um, but that all comes out in the end, and that's really not what we're concerned with. We're, we're concerned with getting better each and every day. We use those games to, to point out our flaws and to, and to give our, our athletes a chance to compete against those high-level uh, opponents, and they can play against the best in the in the country. Really, we're playing, you know, NCAA Division One teams that uh, are really going to challenge us, and and we get a chance to see what they're about and and the difference in skill level. And so, uh, it, it it's a little bit different of a schedule, but uh, it works for us as long as we stay focused on um, who we are and getting better each and every day. As you guys <coughs> battle through that tough schedule, and, and particularly as you mentioned before with a young team. How do you, as a coach, keep them motivated when they've lost six in a row or seven in a row? And I mean, a lot of these young players, some of them come from, you know, teams and situations where, like you said, they, they've had undefeated seasons or they've had, you know, we were 17 and two my senior year or whatever it may be. Um, and they're not used to losing. And so they come in and they might go one and seven to start the year. Um, and, and be getting their shot blocked all the time or whatever it is. How do you take a player, a freshman or a sophomore, even you know junior, senior, whatever, um, and, and, and be able to still keep them motivated to see that it is a long season and there's, there's still a lot of basketball left to play? Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing and, and uh, um, a, a big thing because it, it really goes back to buy-in. You've got to have your, your players buy-in to your philosophy and what we're about here, and that's – um, Sam Allen down at PGC has a has a uh, acronym. He uses NATO, N-A-T-O, and is not attached to outcome. I talk about uh, we're more about the process. And if you're not attached to the outcome, the, the score of the game isn't necessarily um, the most indicative thing. Uh, you know, obviously the scoreboard is what the, the fans look at, what the media looks at. But what we're concerned about is the process. How did we do? And what what things did we go about right and what do we need to go back and work on um in in a smaller sense we can look at each possession um we're not going to score on every possession you know we we score 40 percent if we shoot 40 percent for a game that's uh the beginning of of becoming good uh that's our our bottom benchmark we want to shoot at least 40 percent but that means 60 percent of the time we're missing but there are a lot of those shots that we miss that are good shots and so that's a successful uh, offensive possession if we get a good shot, if we take a good shot. And so we're not, I'm not concerned whether or not that shot goes in. Obviously, we all want the shots to go in. But what we're concerned about is getting that good shot. So um, we'll show on film 
we'll go through a possession with our team and show them taking a good shot that misses but we'll celebrate that good shot and give it yeah. a plus score uh, on on the way we evaluate a game that that gets a a positive score because it was a good shot. So uh, that process was great. We ran good offense. We had a post feed. We had a kick out. Whatever the case might be, and we got a good look. And so that's success. And so uh, we've got to get our players to understand that that's success and get them to buy in. You know, we might lose a game against uh, an opponent that we're extremely overmatched against, but we play really, really well. We we play well and stay within 10 points or 15 points or something. Um, we're going to consider that success and go back and just really uh, make sure we we tell our team that and, and uh, you know kind of pound it home to them that that uh, we're we're only about the process and not worried about that outcome. About two weeks, three weeks into the process, how are things so far, and how are that large group of freshmen doing, adapting, and vice versa. Yeah, we. Uh, it's 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 really going to be a fun season because I, I have no idea what's coming. Uh, we've never had, other than the very first year uh, when we when the initial season, uh, we've never had this situation with this many freshmen, and we have ten freshmen and sophomores, uh, so we're really young. And I have no idea, really. You, you just don't until yeah. until that whistle blows and the ball gets thrown up. But I feel really good, honestly, where we're at. Uh, the the youngsters, you know, the, the newbies on the team, we call them. They've they've done really well coming in for individual workouts. Um, they seem to be really fitting in well. They seem to be great young ladies, which we thought, or else we wouldn't have asked them to come. Um, and we've had three really good weeks of practice. Um, as we uh, have, have kicked the season off, and uh, they they seem to be coming together well, but you just never know. Um, you know, sometimes you look like a hero scrimmaging against yourself, and then the, the <laughs> opponent walks in, and uh, you, you don't look so hot. So uh, it remains to be seen, but I, I do think that we're going to work really hard. I think it's going to be fun. Um, you know, in, a, in, a, in another year or two, I think these uh, freshmen and sophomores are really going to uh, be something to watch. But, uh, you know, we're worried about this year right now, and there's still a lot of work to be done, obviously a long season ahead of us. Uh, you know, you mentioned the uh, the, the grind. It's, it, college basketball is unique in the length of the season, and that's one of the good things about it for us is we, we can look, and our philosophy is we're getting better every day. And so um, I think we'll be a totally different team in February than we are in November, and that's that's a really solid thing. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the What's Brewing podcast. The women's basketball team tips off exhibition at Montreat on October 27th before their home or their season opener, I should say, at Hiawassee College on November 3rd. Uh, remember, you can catch all the information about the Lady Bruins at BJUBruins.com. Remember to listen to us and subscribe on iTunes. We would appreciate that. For Coach Tony Miller, I'm Johnny Gamut, and that's What's Brewing. You've been listening to the What's Brewing podcast. Brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Planning. To learn more, visit planfirst.com.